Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Table Talk for Moms podcast. We hope you're having a wonderful Monday. We have an exciting topic today. I don't know how exciting this is, but I know there's a couple of three-day weekends coming up and spring break, and I know I mentioned this last time, but usually when we're planning these podcast episodes, I'm going through my text messages. I'm trying to figure out what people are crowdsourcing for, and in like all my mom messages, a topic of conversation always comes up around any holiday, around any time that people are taking trips. And that is, okay, give me all your best road trip tips with kids. What are some great things you guys have done in the car with your kids to make them less miserable in the car or your time less miserable in the car? And so I feel like I have a little bit of experience with this. So I wanted to share with you our best road trip hacks for traveling with kids. We have lived away from our family our entire marriage. We got married and then two months later we moved away and then quickly started having kids and have lived at least nine plus hours away from everyone in our family for just ever since then. So we have taken our fair share of road trips over the last couple of years and we have spent just a lot of hours in the car. And even though our kids have grown up doing a couple of road trips every year, it's still a totally different experience every single time, especially as they grow and get older and different things keep them entertained and they are not napping anymore and so on. You get the you get the idea. So sometimes it goes really smoothly and I'm sure everyone has experienced this. You just like get home and you're like, that was that was wonderful. Why don't we travel all the time? Why don't we do road trips all the time? And then other times you get back from traveling with your kids in the car for 12 plus hours. And this happened to us last time. My husband and I made a pact. I'm pretty sure we've been shook on it that we are never getting back into the car with our children ever, ever again. So while I can't say that we have totally figured it out, I will say that we've got a pretty good system going that seems to work for us when we do hit the road. So I thought I would just share a few ideas in case you're heading out on a road trip over the next couple of weeks with some of these three-day weekends coming up, or if you're in the middle of planning some spring break adventures that will be here, honestly, before we know it, which is so crazy. But if you're like, maybe we should drive, maybe it's a terrible idea. Maybe these will reassure you a little bit and give you some ideas (laughs) that will help you with your own kids in the car. So while I was putting this together, though, I've just been thinking all week, 
our dad is like a saint. We've had, he had six daughters. We drove everywhere. We, I mean, can you even imagine paying for flights for six people to go absolutely anywhere? I just, it makes my stomach kind of hurt, especially nowadays, but still a huge thing to swallow back then. Um, So we drove everywhere. Every time we went on a trip, we drove. I can remember like two specific trips growing up from like age four to like age 18 that we actually flew. Um, And that was when some of my sisters had left the house. So we drove everywhere. And I was just reminiscing about my dad heading out on road trips with him and our whole family growing up. No tablets, no screens. But I do remember my dad strapping in this TV. I'm pretty sure we got it at the DI. And it had like a built-in VCR, which was like really cool and hip at that time. Um, But he like strapped it with like packing straps like things you strap things down to on the back of a trailer strapped it onto the middle console so that we could watch some VHS movies on the way to Disneyland which is usually where we vacationed um or to go to Bear Lake or other fun places like that anyways it honestly in that time was like the coolest thing ever and I just remember thinking like my dad is so cool. Anyways, I've just been thinking about that. Uh, I also remember on the road trip, every time we would back out of the driveway, my dad would always put in the cassette tape that sang on the road again and a few other classics like that. And, you know, my mom was a pretty patient person too, because I think now as a mom, if my husband played something like that, I'd be like, let's start this off on a good foot. Let's not, you know, let's not curse ourselves. But anyways, how the times have changed. Our kids are never they will never appreciate how easy they have it on these road trips and these long distance drives. But okay, let's talk about the tips. I have 10 tips for you and I'm prefacing this with, uh, well, a couple of things. Number one, all your, all kids are different. Some of this might not work for you and that's fine. This is what works personally for me, for my family, for my kids and for our road trips. We typically travel from California to Utah. It's like a nine and a half hour drive. We usually do it in about 11 to 12 hours. Sometimes we break it up. Sometimes we do the full thing. Sometimes we drive to Southern California. We're like in very Northern California, which is like eight hours. So that's kind of the extent of our road trips. We've never done like cross country or things like that. So just know that's kind of what we're working with here. Um, Also, my kids are very young. They are under the age of, they are, I have three under five. So anyways, okay. Keep that in mind. Okay. Tip number one. (laughs) This is going to sound so dumb, but just hear me out. My number one tip when you're about to do a road trip, it's a must for me. Empty out and clean your entire car before you start packing it up. So it takes a couple, well, honestly, it takes like 10 minutes, but I put on my notes, it takes three-ish hours. No, it takes 10 minutes until my car is totally a mess from traveling. I feel like I always start out with a clean car and then I turn around to hand someone a snack and it's just like, complete chaos back there because <laughs> everyone's just throwing wrappers on the ground. We're trying to eat in our laps. I mean, it's insane. So take a couple of minutes, take a couple, of, an hour, drive yourself through the car wash, vacuum it out, grab all of the stuff from the inside, take all the toys inside, all of the picnic blankets from the park, the random McDonald's toys, the puzzle pieces, the sucker sticks. I don't, I'm really hoping this is just not my car. Give yourself a fresh slate. You don't need to go and detail it. You don't even need to vacuum it out. I just love doing the vacuums a quick quack because they're free. But start with a clean slate. I promise it will be so much easier while you're packing. You won't feel so cramped and you will just have a little bit more room for everything you're doing. So tip number one, clean your car. Okay, number two, 
pack things smart. We have come up with a system of how things are packed. Honestly, I roll everything out to the driveway and leave it on the front lawn and my husband packs up the car because he has a very particular way of packing. He also somehow can manage to fit all of our stuff for like two weeks at a time into the car and it's amazing. So, but packing smart. This means keeping the snacks by you so that you can grab them really quick. We're going to do a whole snack segment in a little bit, but the bags you don't need on the ride at the bottom of the stack of everything, activities in a place that you can easily reach them. I also had a friend tell me about something they do on road trips. They make similar trip as me from where we live back to Utah. And she does something they call the overnight bag hack. And it honestly has changed my life. I've used it for the past couple of years and it's just a game changer. So if you are planning to stop and sleep on your road trip or you know that you're going to be getting in really late somewhere, pack one bag that has everything everyone needs for one night. We do this in like kind of a small carry-on bag that I have. It's just like a little roller carry-on. Um, toothbrushes, pajamas and clothes, like anything else. The really basic stuff. Like you don't need to be bringing in your blow dryer, those types of things. But everything you will need to like get inside go to sleep, wake up the next day, put that on the very top, put that all in a bag, put that bag on the top. And then when you get to your hotel or when you pull into grandma's way late at night, you don't have to stress about digging through every bag to find your stuff. You don't have to worry about rolling in like everybody's suitcase and all of the stuff. Just grab your overnight bag, take the kids in and everyone is in bed like 20 minutes later. It has been so awesome for us, especially with toddlers and a baby. We usually only like unpack that bag and then our pack and play and then we are back on the road so fast the next morning and it's honestly so amazing. And then I usually repack it from the stuff in our big suitcases before we head back home. Um, okay, so that those are my packing tips. Pack smart. Tip number three kind of still goes along with packing, but it's along the lines of kids packing. If your kids are anything like mine, they're going to try and jump in the car with everything that they own. <laughs> my kids they're so cute, but my two oldest, every time they see me like packing up for a road trip, they usually grab their backpacks and just fit every single toy they can find in there. And they are convinced that they have to bring it to grandma's house or they have to bring it on the trip. It's a must. So if your kids are like this, we have come to the compromise that everybody in the car gets to bring one stuffed animal or one toy, if they're a little bit older, for their lap. And a special blanket because we want them to be comfortable and possibly take a little bit of a nap on the road. But the car fills up so fast when we have a bunch of extra backpacks and toys and things to keep track of. And it just, it just gets tough. And honestly, never ever in our lives have we got to a destination and thought, I am so glad I packed this random backpack of kids toys. Like, it's unnecessary. I know it's so fun for the kids, but to keep things simple, that has worked for us. They get to keep one thing, um, bring a toy or stuffed animal, and then they get their blanket so that they can still sleep in the car. Um, you could do pillows if you want. We usually just use the pillows at the hotels or um, wherever we're staying. There's usually pillows, but things like that too. So kind of set some boundaries there, but that is super helpful if you don't have a ton of extra stuff being packed into the car. Okay, now that we're on the road, tip number four is to hold off on all of your activities and your shows as long as possible. Once we are on the road, I try and make our kids drive as long as they can, just like we're in a normal car ride. We're going to try and drag out all the activities or all of the snacks as long as we can. 
They can sit in the car for an hour or so and just be fine without having to be entertained. Kids are used to driving in the car and they are totally fine. Um, We usually try and leave for road trips right around the time some of the kids might be taking a nap. Um, I've even taken my kids to the park before and just run out every ounce of energy to guarantee that they take a nap. Or sometimes we'll drive for an hour, stop for like dinner or lunch or whatever, and then kind of put our kids, oh, dinner definitely for this. If you're going to do this, stop for like a later dinner, then put your kids to bed in the car so that we can get some good hours behind us before we stop in at a hotel. But drag it out. Don't waste all your planned activities in the first hour. As long as you can drag it out, as long as they are content, um, try and hold off just because once you start going through the activities, it, they go, they go pretty fast. So, okay. Number five, um, Going along with activities, so I have small kids, like I said before, so I typically try in the week before to take a solo trip either to the dollar store or the Target dollar section before we're leaving and just pick up some random, honestly, some throwaway things that we don't have to worry about keeping track of in the car. So they have a ton of great activity packets or small toys that are perfect for the car. So you can pick up some new things that you can just toss back that will keep them entertained for a little while. Try and remember that they, like, what can they actually do just on their laps? Because some things can get a little bit of tricky, a little bit tricky. Um, Some of our favorite activities we do in the car, um, coloring, we usually just take a small cookie sheet. So everybody gets like a small cookie sheet. I'm trying to think of what the size is. It's probably like an eight by, I don't know, eight by six. You can buy like tiny cookie sheets even at the dollar store. Um, And then everybody gets like a little Ziploc bag of crayons or colored pencils. And then I'll either get them a new coloring book or I'll just print off a couple of pictures like from Google for free of things they love. So like one, my oldest is really into Pokemon. So I'll print off like a bunch of random coloring pages of different Pokemons that we don't have a coloring book for. So they're kind of special and they love it. Um, I, we also love those like paint with water books, like I, the water wow books that so there's some knockoff ones too. Um, I actually bought some of the knockoff. I don't know if knockoff is the right word, but they're kind of like water wows, but you can get a pack of them on Amazon. I want to say there's like 10 of them for just a couple of dollars. And I love those because there's no mess. The pens are filled with water so they can like zoom through all the pages quick without having to have you refill them or anything. And then they dry so fast that you can just pass them around the car so everybody can get different coloring books throughout the drive. So those usually last us a while. We also love those LED coloring pads from Amazon. If you haven't seen those, they're black. And then when you color on them with the pen, they like are different colors. And then you just push a button and you can start over and it erases everything. So those are awesome. These are also all really good church toys if you're looking for some good church toys. But um, yeah, those are our favorite as far as coloring goes. And then I don't know if I mentioned this, but I usually just do like a little Ziploc bag of crayons for everyone, like a little snack bag of crayons or even colored pencils and just give them like four or five basic colors so that you're not trying to keep track of crayons. And yeah, we actually had some crayons melt in the car last time. So just be careful with those. But coloring is usually a big hit. Um, Okay, magnets is my next one. These are great for kids who are a little bit older. Obviously, don't hand magnets back to the babies. But the cookie sheet hack is really good for this. Just make sure yours is magnetic because I have made that mistake of handing back magnets. And my cookie sheets were 
I don't know what they were made out of, but they were definitely not magnetic. So definitely was a fail. But we will sometimes just pack up some magnet tiles, like um, just in like a little bag. So magnet tiles or even magnets from the dollar section at Target. They always have dinosaurs, ABCs. There's little farm ones that are there almost every single time. So look for those. The dollar store also has a ton of magnets. So those can be fun too if your kids like things like that. Just kind of playing with them on their cookie sheet. And those are pretty easy to keep track of because they're stuck to the board. Okay, the next ones, we also do these on our cookie sheets, is, and these are not full cookie sheets, I think I mentioned. Um, look for like the half sheets or the small sheets. Um, okay, I'm not positive what they're called. Wiki sticks or the wax sticks, whatever you want to call them, but these are so nice. You can do them in your lap. You don't have to have a cookie sheet, but they create no mess at all. You can put a bunch of different colors together, bend them, make stuff out of them. These are on Amazon too. Um, if you're not sure what wiki sticks are, they're just like wax covered string sticks. <laughs> I don't know how to, to how to describe this without using the words that it's called, but um, you can like mold them and make them into stuff and they stick together and they're just really fun. So they can also be reused over and over again. So we love the wiki sticks. And then another thing we love are just fidget toys. Um, Walmart always has really cool ones. They have them like on the end of the toy aisles. There's always like a little stand of fidget toys that are really nice for road trips. We have a couple of different ones and we usually just kind of pass them around and rotate every couple of minutes when the kids get bored, but they keep them busy for a little bit. They're kind of fun and just kind of gives them something to play with that's different. And then once they get sick of it, we can just rotate them through. So again, great church toys too, but for road trips, these are the best. Okay. Um, and then the last thing that we usually grab when I'm at the dollar store are stickers and blank notebooks. Definitely get these ones at the dollar store. They have so many good stickers and like sticker books and sticker packs. They usually have all of like the characters that kids are loving right now. So you can usually find princess ones, Paw Patrol, Pokemon, um, Alphabet, like farm themes, just things like that too. So get some sticker books and then at the dollar store, you can just buy blank notebooks that don't have lines or anything. It's just like blank paper and my kids love making their own books and putting the stickers in and just playing with them just going crazy doing their own stuff and then you can hand them the crayons too they can color stuff but um, yeah stickers are usually a big hit in the back as well okay so tip number six we covered some of the in-seat independent activities but let's talk about some family activities because sometimes it's just hard to be quiet and everyone's kind of getting a little restless. So there are, I mean, I remember growing up playing games all the time in the car while you're driving, like the license plate alphabet game where you have to look out the window and find like one letter at a time. So you start with A and some you're looking at license plates. And when someone finds an A on the license plate, you say, oh, found it. And you look for the next one, things like that. Um, you can also do it on like signs and stuff while you're driving, like road signs, um, and just go all the way through the alphabet. Um, I Spy is a big one that we usually play, but there's also games that you can buy now to play in the car. Amazon, honestly, is like, Amazon is amazing. I don't know how moms were moms before Amazon, but there are a ton of really fun ones. There's even an I Spy card game. Um, obviously, you don't need it to play the game, but it's really fun to have some assortment. If you have toddlers, you know, they usually always choose the same couple of things. My water bottle is usually the thing that is picked. Um, 
it's pink. My daughter loves pink, so she always buys something pink, and it's always my water bottle. So if you need a little change, um, the I Spy card games are kind of fun because you draw a card, and then everyone, you see who can find what it's talking about first, which is fun for a road trip. Um, there's scavenger hunt card games that are kind of similar to that, and there's also a card bingo, which I thought was really cute. We don't have this, but I was looking it up on Amazon after before I recorded this, and um, it kind of was like looking around like, okay, if you see a stop sign, you get a, but put a thing on the bingo thing. If you see a speed limit sign that says like 60, you get to put a thing on your bingo card. And instead of chips, it's just like a little door that you slide closed so that you can reuse your bingo things. You don't have to keep track of anything. Um, and it's really fun. 20 questions is another really fun one that we play with our kids all the time. We usually choose like a cousin or a grandparent that they know really well and it's always a huge hit. This is also a really fun one. My husband and I have been playing together when we're trying to keep each other awake and we will just choose a random person that we know we both know um, from just the time that we've been married and we have to figure out who it is and it's pretty fun. So if you're also trying to keep your spouse awake while you're driving, that's a good one too. Okay, number seven. We're going to talk about electronics. I know there are a lot of parents who are not big into electronics on road trips. I'm not that parent. <laughs> a few extra hours, honestly, is not going to hurt them. Will it sometimes make them grumpy? Yes. But will it also maybe give you an extra hour of driving in peace? Also, yes. So it's totally up to you. But if you do like electronics, here's what we usually do. Um, we do have an entertainment system in our van, but we have to use like a DVD player to get anything to work that we've plugged in and hooked up differently. Um, so we usually go to the library and let each kid pick a movie that they really want to see. So they have, anyways, they have a ton of options. Go to your library if you have not checked out their DVDs. They have so many good ones. So many from my childhood that I never would have thought to look for on like a streaming service. There's just, there's some really good ones. So they always have their favorite shows there too, like a, a whole season of Paw Patrol or a whole season of Peppa Pig or VeggieTales or whatever it is. Um, and then on at some point on the drive, everybody gets to see their favorite show and it helps us avoid fighting because they know even if their show isn't the one on at the moment, they will eventually get to see it. So that's kind of our trick to avoid the contention. We also found some really good Bluetooth headphones at Five Below. I know you can find some also like on Walmart or Amazon that are pretty inexpensive that totally do the trick, but you don't need anything fancy. Um, it's just kind of nice for them to be able to listen to their own thing so that they can kind of not bug it or if the baby's asleep or whatever. Um, and then we also have an iPad um, it's just like a family iPad. I don't know. And I usually just download a couple of games that each kid would like to play. Our favorite games ever, um, also remember my kids are under the age of five, are the PBS Kids games. They're so easy to navigate. You don't need a lot of help. Even my three-year-old can kind of figure it out. And they're pretty educational. They're super cute. And they have all of them on the app are totally free. The app is free and you can download them. So there's never ads and you're not worrying about like it working if you don't have Wi-Fi they're just really nice. So all of your favorite PBS shows like Elmo or all of those are, they have games with them and they're super cute. Okay. 
Number eight, um, music and podcasts. If you don't love screen time on the road, this might be a good solution. Before the trip, I usually make a new like kids playlist and put all of their favorite songs. We have everything from the Pokemon theme song to Let It Go to Party in the USA and everything Coco Melon has come out with in the last three years. I ask them for suggestions and then we kind of build it together. And then when we're driving, usually in that first like hour or two that we're trying to like lay off the activities and things and kind of just having them ride in the car, I'll just put it on shuffle so it goes through all the songs and they like love listening for theirs to come on. So it's usually a win. Um, But yes, they are a little bit young and I know a lot of people also use podcasts for their kids. Um, everyday reading on Instagram. If you haven't followed her, she's a great resource for like kids books and stuff, but she also shares a lot of great suggestions on kid podcasts. So if you're looking for some ideas for the road trip, you can also find lists on Pinterest and things like that, but there's a lot of storytelling and like other fun things they can learn. Historical ones that they make really fun for kids. Um, probably a good thing for kids like over the age of five or six who can listen a little bit better without getting distracted. Mine definitely, this one would not work for them right now. Okay, number nine, snacks. Don't worry, did not forget the most important part of a road trip. Something we have noticed on road trips is that our kids seem to have bottomless stomachs. They would eat a snack constantly if if that was an option for them. So my best way to avoid them getting sick on the road with too much junk is to pre-package everything. I buy a big bag of pretzels, crackers, M&Ms, other like favorite snacks that they love. And then I usually pack like a half a serving size of each snack into really small snack sized bags. With smaller bags, it looks like a much bigger snack. And when they ask for five snacks in one hour, you know that they're not going to be sick because you're just giving them little snacks at a time. Um, We also usually stop at the gas station to fill up gas before we head out and let everyone choose a drink, usually like a Gatorade or a water bottle, something that's not going to make them sick on the road. So typically avoid soda for them. Um, And then we use that the rest of the trip to refill it so they can stay hydrated. They're not constantly asking for drinks because they have their water bottles. And it's also a good excuse for you to stop and get some caffeine for yourself and prep for a long ride. Um, But that's what works best for us for snacks. Um, We tried doing a cooler once and like you know, being healthy, packing like grapes, things like that. And it just took up way too much room. So we usually go for like the snacks that you can just pack really quick in a bag. And then if we're at a gas station or grab a banana or whatever, then it's fine. But that has been the most successful thing for us. Okay. Number 10, breaks and stops. When they got to go, they got to go. We have tried everything. We have tried bringing the tiny potty. We have tried going on the side of the road. We have tried stopping every other hour. Honestly, it's pretty unpredictable, but here's what we have found works the very best. We try and stop somewhere with a park or a place like McDonald's with a playground if it's cold outside. And once we get there, we take everyone to the bathroom We get out all of our wiggles, we eat, we play, we spend like a good solid hour getting all the wiggles out, and then everybody goes potty one more time. (laughs) This has helped us avoid a lot of emergency breaks 10 minutes after we hit the road again. Does it still happen? Yes, of course, but this does seem to help a little bit, getting all of the wiggles out, stretching their legs, making them actually move around in the road trips. 
We tried eating on the road a couple of times. It doesn't work for us. We've tried just pushing on through. Doesn't work for us. And yeah, we just have noticed if they need to stop, you need to stop. And it's okay. It takes five to ten minutes to pull off the side of the road and or pull off on the exit and have them let everyone go to the bathroom really quick. But um, that does seem to help a little bit avoiding it. So honestly, my biggest tip is to just throw everything out the window. Say a little prayer before you leave and hope for the best. <laughs> just kidding. But with kids, something is bound to not go as you planned it. And that's totally okay. I always have to remind myself that they're just riding in the car as long as I am. And while I might be a little bit better at managing my expectations or my emotions, they have every right to feel tired or frustrated or just done with sitting. They're kids. They're not meant to be stuck in a car all day and cooped up in one place for that long. So hopefully some of these tips will help you manage that a little bit better and figure out how you can successfully take a road trip with your family. Um, I really so fun and honestly some of our favorite memories have been on road trips and getting to and from the places that we're traveling to and it's just really fun. So anyways, hopefully these tips helped you a little bit for the next time that you hit the road. If I missed anything or if you have any great suggestions that work for you and you think other people would also find success in. We would love to hear them. And yeah, thanks so much for listening today. We hope you guys have a fantastic Monday and a great week. We will see you next time. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.